Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and as always, it's an honor and a blessing and a pleasure to be with you. Hang on one second. I just need to fix my screen for a moment. Okay, and here we go. So welcome, welcome. Let me just make sure. Sorry about that. Okay, I believe we're good now. Hopefully you can hear me and all is well. So I hope you've been having an awesome week this week. So the message that the Lord put on my heart tonight is about staying clothed in the armor of God so that you can win against the enemy every time, every time. The Lord spoke to me early, really early one morning, and this was a while ago, but he brought it back to my remembrance. And this is what he said. He said, stay clothed in the armor of God. This was the Holy Spirit speaking to me early, early in the morning. And the Holy Spirit said, stay clothed in the armor of God and use the authority I've given you and nothing shall by any means harm you. Whoa, that's beautiful. And I just remember like, oh Lord, thank you. Thank you. And actually I found it on my phone, um, you know, on my memos, because early, early in the morning, sometimes I'll get a message from the Lord. So of course I'll take my phone and I'll grab the memo part and I'll just speak whatever the Lord is speaking to me. And so that was a message from the Lord and the Lord brought it back to me and wanted me to speak about this. And because something happened to me last weekend and I'll get to that, I've got to share a quick story with you. And I know, I just knew God wanted me to talk about this. So God wants you and me to stay clothed in his armor. And this way, when the enemy, you know, tries to attack you, you can immediately use the authority that Jesus has given you and you will stop every fiery dart of the enemy in its tracks. As a matter of fact, if you are clothed in God's armor, and I promise I'm going to break it down, I'm going to talk to you about that because some of you might be watching going, well, what is God's armor? How do you use God's armor? I'm going to cover that with you, but I just want to tell you. So if you are clothed in God's armor, it's his protection, but, but there are some parts to it. Okay. You have a part to play. So in Ephesians six in the Bible, it talks about putting on the full armor of God. Okay. But this way, again, if the enemy even tries to throw something at you, boom, you can just speak and you can stop every fiery dart in its tracks. Okay. That's using the authority that Jesus has given you. Okay. So as born again, believers, right, you've got to constantly make sure that you're clothed in that armor. Okay. I've already said that. Then the devil can't touch you. All right. So like a good soldier, again, keeping that armor on. All right. Let's take a look at the various parts of the armor of God. And let's see what the word says. Well, I must have repeated the armor of God probably 10 times already. Good, because I don't want you to forget it. All right. And not one part of this armor can be left out if you're going to be victorious against the devil. All right. So in Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10, the word of God says this, verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You're not strong in your own power. Be strong in his power. 11, verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, right? Because the devil's always scheming against us. All right, verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, 
right? We're not fighting against humans, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So our fight, fight isn't against human beings. It's against the devil who tries to influence human beings, okay? It's the devil. <clears throat> he is our enemy. He is our foe. And he is a defeated foe because Jesus already defeated him. You don't even have to fight with the devil. You just use the authority Jesus gave you. He's got to obey. He's got to be silenced, but you have to know it. You have to know and understand the authority that Jesus has given you. Mm. Okay. So verse 13, therefore put on the, so therefore comes after the four, our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, but against these rulers of wickedness, right? In these spiritual places, the dark evil forces. Okay. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything you know to do, you stand. You don't move from your seat of authority. You know, as born again believers, you and I, we are literally, we're in Christ. He's in us, we're in him. Just like Jesus said, don't you know the father is in me and I am in the father? Same with us. If you, if you are born again, you have the Lord Jesus Christ, literally his spirit in you, within your spirit, right? So it's Christ in you. You have his authority. He's in you and all of heaven is backing you. And when you understand the Holy Spirit's power in you, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. Christ in you. That's the Holy Spirit in you. And it's the Holy Spirit's power that is at work mm, to release God's power. Oh, this is so great. Okay. I get excited about the word of God. I'm telling you, I could be half asleep. You start talking to me about the Lord. Whoop, uh, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit just quickens my mortal body, right? Glory to God. All right. So therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, you stand, right? Stand firm. Standing your ground means you don't move from that seat of authority. Okay. I started to say Christ is in you. And we know that he is in his physical body right now in heaven, seat in heaven, seated at the right hand of the father, right? But we are in him. And so he, the Lord Jesus is far above every demonic power, every principality. And because you and I are in him, he's in us. We too are seated with him far above every demonic power. We literally have the authority of Jesus. If you have been born again, meaning you've asked Jesus to come into your life, to be the Lord of your life, the Holy God, the Father sent the Holy Spirit, sent the Spirit of Jesus, boom, to live in your spirit. You now have to find out what, what benefits you have, what's available to you, what Jesus has given you. Oh, he's amazing. Anyway, all right. So I get excited right? sometimes. Oh my goodness. Anyway, bear with me. I know you guys love me. So praise the Lord. I love you too. Anyway. All right. And I try to make it just as easy as I can. I just get very excited. The word of God excites me and it will excite you too. When you understand what you're, what you're reading. And that's why I like the NLT Bible, the new living translation, because it's so easy to read and understand. And when you understand what you're reading, it's hard to put it down. Woof. Anyway, all right, back to this. Okay, 
so then verse 14, now I'm going to break it down. What is the, the armor? Okay. Verse 14 says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Okay. The belt of truth, the belt of truth, it's the truth of God's word that you wear like a belt. Okay. It's a, it's, it means that you have a clear understanding of the truth of God's word. And that if you, if you've got the truth of God's word in you and you're rooted and grounded in it, you wear it like a belt. That's going to hold the rest of the armor in place, but you've got to have the truth of God's word in you, in your heart. You have to know it. You have to understand. Okay. So then, okay. You got to wear it like a soldier's belt, right? Okay. And then that's going to hold the rest in place. Then the ble- the breastplate of righteousness. It's it, We've been taught many times that it's the righteousness of Christ in you, but it's actually you, it's actually your obedience to Christ, to the word of God. Your obedience to God gives you, um, um, you know, how do I say this? I don't want to use the words like it gives you power with God, but your obedience to God's word keeps your conscience clear. And when your conscience is clear and you're not violating your own conscience, then you stay out of confusion. You're, you're firm, you're rooted and grounded in the word of God. And you know that you're living your life according to what, how God says you need to live it. You're not, you know, um, doing things the way the world does. Um, Okay, so you've got to know the truth of God's word and you've got to live your life according to the word of God, the breastplate of righteousness. You live, you live according to the word of God. You're obedient to Christ. Okay, all right. And that's, you know, the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. If Jesus is your Lord, you've, okay, let me explain this. The righteousness of God. If you are born again, right? And you have the spirit of Jesus in you, Christ in you, you're already right with God. You're already right with God, righteous in God's eyes, right with God. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that does. That was simple, right? Praise the Lord. Okay. And then next verse 15, it says, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In another translation, it says, put on the gospel of peace. Meaning, look, that just means that you're ready to give the word of God to others. You're ready to spread the gospel to others. Give them the word, the truth of God's word, but you do it in a spirit of peace, just like Jesus. You're not going to argue with people. You give them the truth of God's word. You're always ready, but you're peaceful, right? You walk peacefully according to the word of God. You know, the peacemakers are blessed. The peacemakers right? We'll see God. So you're a child of God. We've got to, you know, um, you're always ready with the word of God, but the gospel of peace and you live your life demonstrating peace. Okay. Jesus is the Prince of peace. You can't even have peace in your life without Jesus. He is the Prince of peace. Okay. I hope that makes sense. All right. And then verse, excuse me, I have to get a drink here. excuse me, a lot of words there. All right. Verse 16. I love verse 16. In addition to all of this, 
hold up the shield of faith. Okay, because it's your shield of faith. And remember, I always say your faith is a force. Faith is literally a substance. As you are, how do I say this? Okay, let me keep on with the scripture and then Holy Spirit have your way. In addition to all of this, hold up the shield of faith to stop every fiery dart of the devil. Think of a large, you know, um, shield that's shaped like a door and it covers your whole entire body from your head to your toes, right? And you're covered in the blood of Jesus. That door is covered in the blood of Jesus, meaning you are, are, you're covered in the blood of Jesus and you know it and your faith is a force and the Lord is a shield to those who trust him, by the way. That's Proverbs 30, verse 5. But when you take up your shield of faith, knowing that you are in Christ, he is in you, and you've got authority over all the works of the devil, you take up your shield of faith. Picture that door covering you from head to from your head to your toes. You're covered in the blood of Jesus, and the enemy can't, he can't penetrate that door. He can't get through no matter what. You have authority over all the works of the devil. That's Luke 10, 19. Jesus gave you his authority. Just think about the way Jesus handled the devil. He's given that responsibility to you and me now. Yeah. Even storms, right? He spoke to them. That's why you have to immerse yourself in the word of God so that you can build your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. So, all right, all right. Verse 17, take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. So remember, the word of God is like a double-edged sword. And as you speak it, you can cut through anything that the enemy tries to throw at you. The word of God right? Like a double-edged sword. It's sharper. Actually, the word of God says, I think it's Hebrews 4.12, says the word of God is, is it's alive and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So with the word of God, boom, that's where you, you, mm, that's where, okay, so when you release God's word and knowing that you have authority, your faith is released, the enemy, he doesn't even stand a chance against you. Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. Okay, and the helmet of salvation in 1 Thessalonians 5.8, it's also called the helmet, I mean, the hope of salvation. And this is the only helmet that's able to protect you in today's day and age with all the junk going on, all the lies and the wickedness in the world. You better have on that helmet of hope, which is Jesus, that helmet that keeps you safe and protected in the truth of God's word. You, you put on that helmet, you don't let any garbage of the world in. Yeah, literally picture helmet, your helmet of salvation, the word of God only in your ears, in your heart, out of your mouth. No agreement with the devil. Oh my gosh, this is powerful. So I hope this is giving you a better understanding of the armor of God. Okay. All right, and you have to have this armor on and you have to in order to live victoriously against the enemy. Okay, and then the next um, verse says, 
pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Praying in the spirit is praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. And the word of God says that when you pray in tongues, it's literally the Holy Spirit praying God's perfect will through you. And if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit or you've never spoken in tongues, go back. Um, I believe it's two months ago. You could, If you're on Facebook, go back two months ago and look at the videos. Um, I have a video there of how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I think it's also on YouTube as well. I believe it is. But Okay, so it says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. It's good to pray for um, for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, and for those who are lost, obviously, for those who don't know the Lord yet. Okay, so just remember this. If you're consciously, consciously clothed in your armor, you never have to fear the enemy ever, ever. You can move without hesitation, knowing that Christ is in you and the Holy Spirit is backing you. I'm telling you, when you're conscious of the Holy Spirit power backing you, oh my gosh, you will face the enemy boldly and without hesitation or fear. I want to share a quick story with you. It's embarrassing, but I'm transparent and it's just, it's the way it is. And it actually became the... um, I just know that God wanted me to share it with you. So here's the deal, (laughs) right? Okay. So last Sunday, I got attacked spiritually. I did. And I'm not saying, you know, listen, people used to, well, used to, people would ask me sometimes, you know, Lisa, you're so bold in the Lord and, you know, you have a lot of faith and all this. And I, and I do, right? But I also have to stay clothed in the armor of God because or and make sure that I stay in that seat seated with Christ because if the minute that you move off of your seat and the armor comes off you're no longer a threat to the enemy like he'll run right over you like seriously so anyway so this is what happened i've been helping my husband a lot in this season um, with work in his office and then you know in the downtime i'm doing you know all the things the food shopping the laundry the groceries all that stuff you know cleaning so anyway on Sunday, um, I had gotten back from food shopping. I was putting food away, all this stuff. And in a little bit of time, I guess it was like maybe in like 10 more minutes, we were going to be going to my in-laws for dinner. And, and my husband, um, told me, um, with like, you know, 10 minutes to go, my husband told me that, um, that my mother-in-law had eaten something a couple days, a couple days ago, and she had some kind of bug or I don't know if it was food poisoning or whatever it was. And she didn't feel good for a couple of days, but now she was okay. So immediately, what do you think happened? Immediately, the thought came to me. The enemy zinged me with a thought that said, you better not go over there. What if you get a stomach virus? What if you get sick? And then you're going to go see your granddaughter in a few days. You can't go over there. And so immediately that's what hit me. And I was like, oh, and I said to my husband, I don't know if I want to go. And he, and he just kind of looked at me and, and I kind of was shocked that that came out of my mouth, but I'm like, and, and I actually felt like a spirit of fear and confusion. God is not the author of confusion. The enemy is right. And the spirit of fear straight from the devil. Right. But the thought came 
the thought came. And how does worry come when you take a thought and you say it? Okay. So right when I said that, there was an agreement there with the enemy, like, oh, uh, but I could get sick, right? Because I said, I don't know if I want to go. Because what if, you know, I'm going to see the baby in a couple of days. And my husband said to me, well, at least you got to make a decision. Like we got to leave in a few minutes. And I was like, yeah, I do. Hmm. And it was honestly, for those like five minutes, I almost felt tormented. It was an absolutely horrible feeling. And then when he walked back in the room, I got mad and I like started crying. And I was like, because because he was like, I'm not afraid. He was like, I'm not afraid. Why are you afraid? You do what? I'm not afraid. And he just kept saying like he wasn't afraid. And he's like, he's like, I'm fine. Nothing's gonna harm harm me. But it was just like, I started getting angry, right? Because I know better. I know better. And I and I so I started crying. And I was like, Well, I'm just telling you what happened. Okay, I'm just transparent. And I said to him, I said. Well, I said, okay. I was like, you're not afraid. And I said, well, and, and I couldn't even like get words out because I knew that this was messed up. So I started crying and I was like, I need you to tell me and remind me that like, I don't need to be afraid either. So as I'm saying this, the Lord is like, I'm saying this. And the Lord's like reminding me like, no, you need to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Like, what are you doing? And then I got angry because, and I was angry at myself because I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I was just, I was angry. And then he goes, when I said, I need you to tell me that, that like, remind me of who I am. And like, yeah, I don't need to be afraid. And, but I was, do you see what I was doing? I was putting blame on him for not helping me to like, hello, snap out of it. Like that was, that's dumb. Don't ever blame somebody else. And it wasn't right. So I was crying, but I was mad and I was mad at myself. Like, why am I doing this? So then when I said that to him, he goes, oh, he goes, all right, come on. He goes, let's let, I said, I said something like, you should be praying with me or for me or something like that. So then he goes, oh, he goes, all right, come on, let's go pray. And in that moment, I said, no. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I wasn't mad at him or yelling at him. I was just like, I had had it. And in that moment, it was like I had a snap out of it moment. I don't need, not that you don't always, um, or that you shouldn't pray with people. Sure, that's a great thing to do. But I'm just telling you, for me, I have to handle it. I have to handle it. And I knew I had to handle it. So I literally said, no. I said, I'm handling this right now. I'll be back in a minute. So I did. It was like that the Holy Spirit just, you know, came over me and I was like, oh, so I started marching up the steps. And as I'm going up the steps, I said, no way, devil. I was like, no way. And that's, and I, I got mad and I went in the room and I said, father, in Jesus name, I'm telling you, this is how you, this is what you do. This is what I did. And I said, Father, I said, right now, I repent, Lord. I repent for having come into to agreement with that spirit of fear, even for a second. I said, Lord, I repent of it in Jesus' name right now. I am sorry. And I said, devil, I was like, you get out. You get off and you get out right now in Jesus' name. Just like that. I was in the room like, Argh. and 
And then I said, I said, you have no authority here. I will not tolerate this. I do not tolerate this. I said, I will not fear. I, that's it. I said, get out. And then I said, Lord, I speak your peace, the peace of Jesus Christ to my heart and mind right now to overflowing right now in Jesus name. Nothing shall by any means harm me or disturb me. Thank you, Lord. And I'm telling you, and I clap. I just, I don't know why I always just done. Like it was done and I knew it was done. So I went, I marched right back downstairs and that literally took all of two minutes, three minutes, if that. I just repented, commanded that thing to go. I meant it. That's the key. You have to mean it. And that's how you bind and loose, right? Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom, the power to bind and the power to loose. You bind what is already bound in heaven. There's no evil, no sickness, no disease, none of it in heaven. And you loose what is already in heaven, the peace, the love, the joy, the blessings, the health, the life, right? In Jesus' name. And that's what I did. And so help me God, I came back downstairs. I said, babe, it's done. Let's go. And he goes, well, all right, good. <laughs> you know, amen. That's what he said. So we went to dinner and it wasn't even, and I said, and we're not talking, it's never going to be brought up again. And it wasn't, and it, everything was fine. We had a great dinner. My mother-in-law was fine. And if she wasn't, I have Christ the healer in me, right? So bottom line is I had to share that story with you because so many people, especially in this day and age, you hear something or somebody's, right? And you, 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 fear tries to grip you. And I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you what I did. And I, thank God it didn't last. This was a quick thing, but it was only quick because I mean, imagine if he had gone without me, I would have been home beating myself up, mad at myself because of ridiculousness. And then I would have felt totally defeated and upset. Anyway, you know, fear is a spirit. We know that it is a spirit. The feeling of it is absolutely horrible. And I just want you to know, you know, this is why I created um, a while ago, I created a video training called Fear No More. And if any of you out there are struggling with the spirit of fear, I highly recommend that you go on my website at lisabuldo.com, go under the coaching and courses tab, um, and look for the fear no more. It's 47 bucks. It's a little over an hour training. And I'm telling you, you will walk away armed for the rest of your life. And I will show you how to get rid of the spirit of fear in 20 seconds or less. I actually did just show you, but in the video, I go into, you know, the power of your words and your authority and who you are in Christ. Like, because there's foundation that you have to understand how and why you have this authority and you can walk in it and you should walk in it to live victoriously. God does never, God does not want you to be afraid ever. There's no need to be. There's no need to be. Glory to God. So um, let me just see what else. Um, we're just about out of time. We're just about out of time. Just remember faith and authority go hand in hand. Again, if you understand faith, you'll use your authority. You will. And I, and I explained to you tonight, you know, what it means to be fully clothed in the armor of God. And when you are, you literally, you're in God's protection because you're choosing it. You're not allowing the enemy to grip you, right? 
Matthew 16, 19, the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom, right? The power to bind, the power to loose. How do you do that? With your words, your faith. Remember, his word is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Oh, glory to God. All right. And just remember, James 4, 7 says to humble yourself, right? Under the mighty hand of God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, how do you resist him? Right? Put on your armor. You don't allow any agreement with the devil. No agreement. Because when you agree with him, you open the door in your life for him to wreak havoc in your life. You know, the devil could never get a hold of Jesus's words. Jesus never said anything that was in agreement with the devil, only with his father. And so, yeah. Again, if the devil is bothering you, it's because somewhere you're tolerating it, whatever it is. You know, we like to put the responsibility on something else. Mm-mm. Power of God is within you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you. He's given you his name. He's given you his authority. He's given you his spirit. You have a blood covenant with Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. So if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, let's do that right now. Then God the Father will send the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus to live in your spirit. Okay. And then what I suggest is get on YouTube or Facebook book and start watching my videos you know, I know there's a lot of them, but guess what? Pick any of them. They are all anointed and they will bless you and you will be on the fast track to learning what, what you have, you know, in Christ. And the main things that I talk on are faith, healing, and authority, mm, right? Glory to God. All right. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, we need to do that right now because we are out of time. Just repeat after me, mean it with your whole heart. God knows if you mean it, you can't fool God, right? So just say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I believe that you died on the cross for me and you paid for my sins forever. I believe that God the Father raised you on the third day. You're alive now and you live forever. Lord Jesus, come into my heart be my Lord and Savior. Teach me your ways and help me to live for you. Take my life and make it what you want it to be. And Lord, I ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit and fire so I can live for you on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. If you just prayed that from from your heart, let me just tell you something. Right now, God the Father has just sent the spirit of Jesus to live in your spirit. You know, you may not have felt a lightning bolt. It doesn't matter. It's the truth from God's word. And, you know, get yourself an easy to read Bible and immerse yourself in it. Get the truth of God's word in your spirit. You know, I do recommend that you watch my videos because it will help you to fast track but read the word of God for yourself, okay? Don't just, you know, listen to somebody else. You need to see it for yourself. Otherwise, you'll always be riding on somebody else's revelation. God wants to speak to you through his Holy Spirit, just like he speaks to me, okay? But I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. If this blessed you tonight, and I know it has, please share this 
everywhere you can and let's advance God's kingdom together. I love you. I bless you. Thanks for watching The Victorious Life and I'll see you next time. All right. Good night.